This is The Run Home feature interview. Thanks to Mick Delivery. Well, if you'd had a punt uh, in the Melbourne Cup, then congratulations, you helped smash records. 28.4 million was bet on the Melbourne Cup spend. Uh, the TAB at one point was taking 6,850 bets a minute. One bet was turned from $5 into over 106 k So it is a big day. It is a massive day. But there were no New Zealand horses uh, in this great race, and we have had some incredible champions come out of New Zealand, some incredible results from uh, New Zealand as well. And someone who knows all about that is our guest at this time. As uh, his, uh, It works with as the Managing Director of Rich Hill Stud, uh, as well as the President of New Zealand Thoroughbred Breeders Association, associated with shocking, of course, a Melbourne Cup champion, as well as the Prince of Penzance, which is, of course, historically written by Michelle Payne, to victory as well. It is a huge, huge moment uh, for uh, sport to be involved with the Melbourne Cup. Are we going to see New Zealand back in there? Is it with the international invaders making it too hard? John, appreciate your time, uh, John Thompson, on this topic. It is a, a massive day, uh, and it, it is a tough one for New Zealand fans not to have, literally, not to have a horse in the race. Yeah, exactly, Sam. Um, look, I mean, uh, to get into that race now has become very difficult for New Zealand horses for a variety of reasons, and and of course it just adds so much interest to the you know the whole um, punting scene and just the Melbourne Cup itself promotion when there is New Zealand representative. There were two New Zealand breeds in the race uh, this year, but unfortunately there was no New Zealand trained horse, which which uh, as I said uh, is very disappointing. We always do have find a connection in our and the the high caliber of our jockeys uh, and of course the likes of Chris Waller will always keep something uh, on the bubble absolutely uh, John but even the the the, uh, the those in charge of the the winning horse without a fight the Freedmans a, a fam famous name uh, over at Australian racing saying it's hard to get Australian horses into the races these days comparatively to how it used to be with so many international options coming in that just kind of shows how hard it is for New Zealand. Uh, get a New Zealand bred horse into that race. Yeah, yeah. And look, what's happened is um, because the, the European horses have had so much success over the years um, and there's some very, very wealthy people in behind these horses and no no expense is spared to get them there and get them there and, you know, in, in great condition, uh, it has become difficult for Australasian horses. And, and I think... Unfortunately, the way the, the ratings and the handicapping systems are, the um, European horses do have an advantage over the New Zealand horses, which, which is a little bit disappointing. I think that it's something that, you know, Bart Cummings alluded to, you know, the great trainer said, well, he, he didn't think it was fair. So that, that sort of sums it up, really. Yeah. Fear is, uh, is one thing and reality is the other. Given that that is the current standing, uh, should we be concerned about the, the future of New Zealand bred horses being able to find their way into the Melbourne Cup field? Oh, absolutely not. Look, we, we still continue to produce great horses. Um, look, I've got, you know, as you said earlier, I've got a stallion on the farm, Shocking, who did want, what, win the Melbourne Cup. He's also uh, side cup runners over the years. In fact, he had the favourite one-year surprise baby, who I think ran fifth. But... Um, Look, it's just that our horses, because of the prize money overseas and the value of races overseas in our major markets, Australia, Hong Kong, uh, etc., 
a lot of our young promising sailors get sold out of the system. The trainers have to survive, and you know uh, they, they, these horses are worth a lot of money. Um, they get a commission out of it, and the owners get a lot of money, so they get sold. And yeah, you just can't stop people doing that because they have to make money to reinvest back into the industry. Uh, listen, I think I should take um, some of the blame for Surprise Baby John. I got on that one, so uh, that's probably why uh, the favouritism didn't work out on that occasion. I'll try not to do that to one of your horses again, I promise. Um, as 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 far as uh, getting into a uh, position to be uh, a chance to be a Melbourne Cup runner, it, it's much like we're seeing in other sports, like rugby, right? They've got a World Cup cycle where the, the, the players they want to be in the reckoning for the 2027 World Cup, they start looking at to running... In 2024, you start to, that build and not necessarily putting him straight in that spot, but how you time the run to be uh, peaking at that stage. It's much like that for horses, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And um, the Melbourne Cup, um, basically, it is a, a year-long plan to, to get a horse there and you've got to get him there with the right weight. You've got to get, get him there in the right condition. And um, as I say, there's always a temptation to sell these horses. Often, uh, you know, there's very few younger horses running the Melbourne Pup Cup because of the distance. So you're, you're looking at um, generally four, five and six-year-olds onwards. So, you know, you've got to invest um, probably, you know, four or five years of training fees etc into these horses to get them uh to that stage so it's not an e it's not an easy position for any owner and so some of them like to take the quick back for you know for a, a faster horse who who might be more precocious than a melbourne cup runner romantically the melbourne cup means so much to so many people obviously it is the most famous uh, race it definitely uh, in Australia and New Zealand, but is it still the be-all and end-all that it used to be? I mean, the, the emergence of something like the Everest is, uh, and the, a potential windfall, if you can get that one right. It, it, there are some monster races that have grown and grown. You know, we don't, it's the Caulfield, the Cox Plate. You can rattle off a whole bunch of important races within the calendar. Is the, is the Melbourne Cup, to those who are breeding horses and looking to get horses into major races, still the top of the tree? Look, that's a bit of a personal preference, really. I, I mean, having bred a Melbourne Cup winner, I hope you back that one, Prince of Penzance, because he was uh, eighty to one um, at well, the you, time. But it, you, you know, for yeah. a fact, I didn't because because he won. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, just reverting back to a situation like that, like he was by by a staying stallion from a staying mare, he had the genetic potential to run that distance. Um, you know, at the, at the time, and and he went out there and he beat. You know, a number of international horses, and being a New Zealand bred horse at the time, it did create huge kudos for the for the farm, for the New Zealand industry. And um, you know, I couldn't believe the, the calls I fielded. I think we had uh, Martin Tasker come down the next day from One News and want to film the farm. So there's no doubt that Melbourne Cup still retains a huge following. But you're right; it's just um, getting those horses to the stage and competing with these guys from overseas you know i think shake yesterday it was won by a, a dubai shake owned the horse who you know who's flown the horse down from the northern hemisphere he's been trained in australia for 12 months now won the caulfield cup um so very difficult and the new zealand horse ladies man that went over there just missed out on qualification and, and it's a pity you know he would have added a lot to the cup and i'm sure he would have given a very good account of himself but you know, there's a fine line between getting them into the race with a light weight and actually getting them into the accepted into the race. So, a lot of planning involved, like we said before. 
in your roles with uh, Rich Hill Stud and, and with the New Zealand Thoroughbred Breeds Association, are, are many able to look at the the horses that are around right now and look and go, in 12 months' time, these are the ones that we expect to be pushing forward for Melbourne Cup selection? Well, the reality is, I mean, the, the you know, the first probably place getters in the New Zealand Derby, which are our staying three-year-olds, which we'd hope to go on and be our Melbourne Cup and Caulfield Cup and Cox Plate horses. Unfortunately, the Hong Kong dollar comes back beckoning and most of them get sold before they even get that opportunity. So that is the, that is the real issue that, um, you know, the availability of these horses just isn't there. I mean, um, you know, hopefully people with the entang coming in and prize money levels lifting throughout New Zealand, there'll be more people in a position to hold on to these horses and set them, you know, set them on that path. But again, as I said, you know, some of the horses just don't have the genetic structure. We're only 5% in Australia. New Zealand's only 5% of the racing population. So, you know, theoretically we had two, two runners in the cup that were New Zealand bred. So that's probably about what our representation should be on on numbers um, bred, you know, and that's the reality also of the situation. I mean, we we romanticise the the Kiwis, the Brews, the Shockings, the Night and Power, Ethereal, these part of the sporting legacy and legend of this country. Is a Melbourne Cup winner out of New Zealand in the near future something that's a, a reality? Is it something that could be a realistic proposition, or is this international the current international dominance just going to be too hard to break in the next little while? Yeah, look, I just think they need to perhaps change the qualification of... I mean, these, these horses that come down from the Northern Hemisphere, you probably noticed, I mean, many of them finished right back in the field. They weren't realistic chances. So why are they here? It's really because the, the people that own them can afford to bring them down, can afford to fly them down. They want to they wanna run in the great race. But, uh, you know, again... I guess going back to fairness, um, you know, we we really need to work on the VRC and try and get a New Zealand qualification race, perhaps to say a Wellington Cup winner gets automatic entry or something along those lines. Uh, and um, it does become uh, a possibility again of us winning the cup, you know. Uh, but it is it is uh, become so much more competitive now. These European stars are coming down, you know, back back in. You know, probably when I was brought up, it was all New Zealand and Australian horses, and we regularly won the cup. I think we've probably won fifty something cups over the years, so we've had a fantastic record, haven't we? Well, exactly, and and that's why a, a huge part of why New Zealand loves the Melbourne Cup uh, as much as it does. So uh, I think that's a, a great concept, John. Uh, do you think it's something that um, the Victoria Racing Club be open to? Someone's got to get in a a strong lobby to make it happen, but. Uh, the two, our two industries are, are so closely connected, and the success of one and the other uh, can be pretty crucial. So there's got to be a, a room for conversation on that. I love that concept. Yeah, I, I think so. And and you just alluded to the betting turnover on the cup. Well, you know, New Zealanders love betting on the cup. I mean, it's the, you know, it's probably the only race where every office in New Zealand has a sweet state. It's the Melbourne Cup. They don't do it on any New Zealand races. So you know the better that you know the industry is funded really by the betting dollar, and um, so it is an important fact that if we can say to the Victorians, well, look, you know, there's going to be a lot more New Zealand interests, a lot more betting turnover if you if you um, can, we can get a qualification race. Uh, you know, going forward, there's fixed odds betting, there's all sorts, isn't there? We all we all love to have a little punt on the Melbourne Cup, and 
and um, you know it's 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 just a great occasion, isn't it? It is, and, and what I love most about the Melbourne Cup is that in most sports, the the big race, the big event is like the grand final, right? You get to that, that's the peak, but uh, there's still so much great racing to enjoy uh, both on both sides of Tasman, especially here where SNZ, we are really excited about Cup Week coming up. It's going to be a, a huge week for New Zealand racing. Oh, exactly, and and I think, um, you know, the Cup Week down in Christchurch, it's the whole community gets in behind it as as. A lot of communities in New Zealand do um, with their with their racing venues, uh, and you know the the North Island horses. I believe the uh, the international race transport have opened up, make flights a lot more convenient now. So these horses, it was a bit of an issue for them travelling down there. It's a long way to travel before a race and coming back from a race. So you know they can fly back and forth a lot easier. And no, I think everyone's really looking forward to showcasing our, you know, our young three-year-old talent in the Guineas races onto the New Zealand Cup and other races down there. Very, very exciting time of year, isn't it? Absolutely. Any uh, Rich Hill stud uh, horses you want to tip us on to so we can be prepped, John, come for, come race week? Well, I guess uh, we're fortunate that a couple of our stallions, Prazia and Satona Aladdin, are throwing very good three-year-olds. I mean, Prazia last year... You should have spoken to me because he, he won both the 1,000 guineas and the 2,000 guineas uh, with Pires, with, uh, with, sorry, with um, Legato uh, winning the 2,000 guineas, uh, the 1,000 guineas. So um, that was re- really exciting. But there's a couple of Satono Aladdins this year. One we bred called Lantern Way. Um, any, any rain down there, he's going to be a massive chance. And there's a Philly... It's a funny name. She's called Bozo that Kevin Myers trains by Satono. <laughs> and she's, she's actually uh, very capable of um, featuring the finish. So, no, look, looking forward to that weekend to seeing our breed showcase itself over Cup weekend. Do you ever veto any of these strange names that come up and go, no, we're not, that one's not sliding through? I, I, no, no horse that's come out of this joint is allowed to have a name like that. Yeah, well, I, I asked the bloke, he's on Aussie, a fair dinkum Aussie, and I said, well, mate, how did you come up with a name like that? And he goes, oh, I named it after me wife. Well, I hope he <laughs> 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 He'll end up getting divorced, won't he? <laughs> <laughs> that's either a brave or a stupid soul i think uh history will will, will define that one. yeah well he, he might be a, he might be a wealthy bloke but he might be about to have it john thompson managing director of rich hill stud and president of the new zealand thoroughbred breeders association so grateful for your time today great to chat uh, and give us hope for uh, seeing some of those new zealand horses back at the great race and prepping for uh, Cup Week. We can't wait for that here at SNZ, and I'm sure you'll enjoy it too. Yeah, look, really looking forward to it, Sam. Thanks for the conversation, giving us a lot to think about. But don't worry, we're all, as breeders, we're all still striving to win a Melbourne Cup. Don't, don't worry about that, or breed a Melbourne Cup winner. So, yeah. Absolutely. And that Kiwi attitude, good luck keeping it down. You might make it hard for us, but we will find a way. Appreciate your time, uh, John. That was our Macca's feature interview brought to you by Mick Delivery, delivering your Macca's favourite straight to your door. I love the idea of a Melbourne Cup qualifying race out of New Zealand. Just one spot just to make sure there's always a Kiwi in the field. Imagine what that'll do for the industry here. The interest levels there and just to keep that trans-Tasman fire burning in the great race. What a great concept from uh, John Thompson and I am right behind us. What do you reckon? Is that a goer? 